it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for joining us. This week we feature part two in the Sally Orish story. You'll remember that uh, we spoke with Sally last week talking about her uh, growing up in the central coast of New South Wales and uh, her early years in employment. You said you've worked in employment services for quite some time and you did mention that you went to California to, to live. Did you work over there? Back in 2017, Blind Citizens New South Wales advertised for uh, a bunch of people to go over and work with the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco at their Enchanted Hills camp as staff for the camp I applied for that um it was a it was a bit of a I guess you could say a I don't know a third life crisis I, I hope I'm not mid-age yet um just needed a break uh, needed a bit of change needed a bit of kick in the butt so yeah I had never actually traveled overseas before but I I packed up well essentially I, I ended up packing up my entire life and uh headed off to the U.S. for, for three months and worked over there at Enchanted Hills Camp We've spoken to a few people who've uh, attended that camp, both as uh, as trainers and attendees. What were your thoughts on it? I absolutely loved every minute of it. Now, it was incredibly hard work. We worked long days and the um, it's, it's very clear the difference in the workplace health and safety regulations between the US and Australia. So the living conditions were a little bit more questionable, but having grown up camping, it was better than some of the places I'd stayed in. Uh, so I loved it. I loved working with the people. I loved having different groups of people coming through every day and meeting so many new people. Um, I just, yeah, had an absolutely fantastic time and have kept in touch and remained really close with a lot of the people that I worked with over there for the summer. We're still good friends today. Well, it didn't take you very long, Sally, from uh, when you returned from that Enchanted Hills camp to become involved with Blind Citizens Australia. Tell us about your initial involvement with the organisation and uh, how you ended up coming on staff. Yeah, okay. So before I left for the United States, I was working at the NDIA as a planner. And I came back after having worked outside for three months and had so much contact with people And I was back at my job for about two weeks and I was even more miserable than before I left. Um, I absolutely hated it. And that's when I saw a position come up at BCA for a project officer to develop and facilitate some workshops around accessing the NDIA and my aged care and to travel around and and present those workshops. This was back in the day when it was quite safe to, to travel from place to place and state to state. And so needing you know, more change, I applied. Uh, I was successful in my application for the role and, uh, yeah, resigned from the NDIA and and started uh, only maybe eight weeks after returning back from the US. And it was a little bit of a rocky start for me at BCA, not nothing to do with BCA. I'd actually um, ruptured my eye in the, the weeks leading up to it And so on the night before I was supposed to start, which was actually at the Melbourne Convention, I had to call my then supervisor and explain that, uh, no, I was not actually able to to come to Melbourne and I was really sorry, but I was going to have to push back my start date. 
um, that, that all of this had happened. And luckily for me, being an, an organisation staffed primarily for people who were blind, there was an overwhelming amount of understanding and compassion. And so a few weeks later, when I was sort of healed up, I, I was able to to start and and really get into the role and it's been nearly five years and I have enjoyed every minute of it ever since. And you've done quite a number of jobs within BCA since then most recently of course uh, as the manager of projects and engagement. What part of that role did you enjoy the most and and what do you think it was that uh, that prompted you to apply to uh, BCEO? Yeah so as general manager of projects and engagement my favourite part there's two parts. Uh, My One of them is certainly when we were sort of really focusing on peer support and peer-to-peer activities. And that really kicked in uh, into high gear around the time that the sort of pandemic really took off around 2019. Um, I absolutely loved working on things like creating the happy hours and and BCA Inform and our peer connect groups and, and those kind of things. And and yeah, engaging with people and meeting people. And my other favourite thing is actually when we receive uh, new grant funding. I love it when that <laughs> uh, that successful letter comes through and suddenly we've got this chunk of money thrown at us and going back through and working out what are we going to do with it? Who's going to do it? When are they going to do it? How are we going to make this happen? What's going to be our measure of success? Uh, yeah, that, that kind of initial planning stage, that's my other favourite thing. Oh, and in terms of the CEO role... Um, I think that once I started my degree, my major was originally in sociology and and after a while my interest kind of of shifted and I I took up the offer of a major in organisation management and through that I had learned a lot about how companies work but also maintained my my focus on on working with people because that's something that that I really love. And over the time at BCA, different leadership opportunities were um, available to me and I, I sort of applied and um, it, it was certainly an, an interesting experience. You know, the first time I ever managed a team and the first time I had uh, staff reporting to me and, and luckily for me, the, those first two staff that I ever hired when I worked at BCA, they're still with us today and I love working with both of them. That's um, Jennifer Parry and Naomi Barber. Um, and from there, I think my interest just started to grow and grow. And I also met um, other people who were in leadership roles. And I sort of looked at what they were doing and, and the way that they were doing it and the impact they were having. And I, I realised that that was something that I wanted to be a part of too. So I was surrounded by great people who were doing an amazing job in their leadership roles. And I, I wanted that for myself. And so when the opportunity came up, I I applied and I went through, I can't remember, I think it was three or four rounds of of quite intense interviews and a few other bits and pieces and uh, somehow came out successful. And that's fabulous news, not only uh, not only for you and the future of your career, but also for uh, people across Australia who are blind or vision impaired. And I'm absolutely confident that you will do an absolutely brilliant job as CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. What do you think it is about Blind Citizens Australia that makes it uh, the unique and uh, member-focused organisation that it is? Mm, I think one thing that makes this unique is the huge proportion of staff that we have that are blind or vision impaired. Um, that are really taking on these these key roles and, uh, yeah, re- really getting out there and um, just representing themselves, the organisation and, and the rest of the, 
the people who are out there who are blind or vision impaired and, and doing a wonderful job at it maintaining really high standards of professionalism while still keeping it real. Um, we have a great internal culture here at BCA. It's a, it's a wonderful place to work where even though there's a lot of uh, differences within the team, we're all still, um, we get along really well. There's a lot of support and encouragement and we all work incredibly hard and everyone's always willing to, to pitch in and, and lend a hand wherever it's needed. So it's a wonderful place to work as well. So I think that adds to the uniqueness. Um, but I believe that as people who are blind or vision impaired, we also know and understand that there's not always one opinion, one belief, one right way of, of doing things. And that's why we are so big on consulting with all people who are blind or vision impaired um, because everyone's life, everyone's experiences, everyone's wants and expectations, they're all different. And it's only by really working and engaging with people that we manage to, to grasp, um, I guess, the breadth of those needs and expectations and wants and experiences. And that's what uh, leads us to be able to doing the, the great work that we do. I know that it's early days for you. I guess uh, in many respects you don't officially take over until the end of January as CEO. But what are your hopes and I, I guess your hopes and dreams for BCA over the next 12 months? Mm. Yeah, so BCA has been through a lot of change over the past couple of years. Um, we've really diversified and expanded the areas that we're working in. And so for me, I think my internal focus will be I'm just consolidating what's happened so far. Um, sometimes when you grow as an organisation quite rapidly like we did, you don't always have all of the internal processes and, and things that you need to be able to support that. So I'm really looking forward to working really closely with the team, taking a bit of a breath and just making sure that we have everything in place to support the staff um, and the team and the organisation to make sure it's running effectively and efficiently so that it's going to be sustainable well into the future. And from there, then we can start uh, regathering and, and looking at where we go next, where we focus. Um, and I'm really excited to be coming into this role at the beginning of a strategic planning cycle, which means that over the next few months, um, by the time we've developed that strategic plan, that will give me a really good idea of where um, the directors, members, want us to focus our attention next. And I think for members, um, looking more externally, what I, I really want to see us do is just to continue to um, address all of the areas of life. So not just focusing on education or not just focusing on health, but making sure we're across everything that happens from education, employment, health, recreation, all of those different areas of life um, that we're continuing to, I guess, challenge decision makers and, and make sure that everything they do is inclusive of all people uh, and meets our needs. Um, yeah, and just really keep putting that, that message out there and, and following the BCA mission, which was rewritten over the past couple of years to, um, to be to inform, connect and empower people who are blind or vision impaired. That really sums up what we do uh, and what, we, what we'll be doing long into the future. And what would you like us to do as members of Blind Citizens Australia, particularly to, to help you and your team? I, I think it would be fantastic for people to just get involved in whatever way interests them the most. 
even if they're not sure if something seems new or like it might be something they're interested in, but they're not quite clear on it yet, to, to reach out, to ask the questions, to investigate and to give it a go because, um, you know, you might end up absolutely loving it, kind of like me and, and finding my way into these leadership roles. I wasn't sure it was for me, but once I sort of started to dip my toe in the water, I, I realised how, how, um, how much I enjoyed it. And so there are so many different ways that people can get involved, whether it's just reaching out to us and providing thoughts and feedback on on an issue. It's always great to receive those, those emails, those phone calls, those voice messages, whether it's coming along to our BCA Inform events and, and sharing them there uh, virtually, in person. Um, yeah, just having people get involved and, and share their thoughts and their ideas and, and their hopes that's what really informs our work. So the more people we hear from, the more we can make sure that our, our work is directly uh, reflecting what those needs and hopes are. Sally, you've got some big shoes to fill as uh, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. I absolutely know that you're up to the job. And uh, once again, congratulations on uh, getting the role. And we'll speak to you many times, I'm sure, over the coming months uh, during your time as CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. In the meantime, thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you so much for having me, Vaughan. And that completes the Sally Orish story. No doubt we'll be talking to Sally in the coming weeks on New Horizons. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia or would like to find out any information about the organisation, its work or the blind and vision impaired community, you can call 1800 033 660. 1800 033 660. There is a fairly comprehensive telephone information system if you'd like to uh, hear some recorded information about what's happening in and around BCA and upcoming events, etc. You could also email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au, or you could check out the website. There's plenty of information there for you. And of course, you can listen to recent episodes of New Horizons directly from the Blind Citizens Australia website. If you're listening to this episode on the radio, you could subscribe to the podcast if you're interested. Just look for Blind Citizens Australia in your podcast app of choice, or if you've got a Victor Reader or some other form of uh, book reading device, you can look through the podcast system on that device to find Blind Citizens Australia, and you can subscribe to New Horizons or Blind Citizens News. In the meantime, I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realism.